0: Good Afternoons ladies and gents. I hope that you guys are having a great day. I'm going to try to set this phone up here. Okay, I hope that you guys have been having a great day. I want to come and speak to you today about the modus operandi of like dream killers or what you would call like covert enemies and overt enemies. Um, This is important, especially at the top of the year for you to kind of be able to, to be able to decipher and discern um, them. Okay, so I'm going to give you a few uh, points. Um, whatever your religion, uh, I, I accept all religions, okay? But I am going to be reading because I grew up in um, a Southern Baptist church, okay? I grew up in an old school Baptist storefront church. Um, and while I do not identify with the Christians of today and no sense of the word, I do like some of the principles. I appreciate them and um, they do help me in my life, all right? So let's start reading. I'm going to start in Genesis 37 3. This is Genesis 37 and 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that the father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. We're going to pause right there. I just read Genesis 37, verses 3 through 4. I want to read verse 4 again. And when his brethren saw that the Father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Now, if you uh, guys do have a paper back, you know, paper Bible, if you paper Bible saved and things of that nature, um, I would like for you guys to underline. They could not speak peaceably, peaceably unto him. Um, Anytime you guys uh, see a word with L-Y, I'm pretty sure you guys are very smart. Um, If English was your favorite subject growing up in school, you see L-Y, it's an adverb. I mean, it's an an action word, okay? Um, So they could not speak to him peaceably. Peaceably is uh, to have a Zen vibe, um, to have kind of like a calmness to yourself, to conversate, you know, chill mode, you know, with, with gratitude towards another and with um, uh, expecting enthusiasm towards them. They, they cannot speak to you um, peaceably, okay? They're never going to be able to speak to you peaceably, all right? So I'm going to be mixing some of the spirituality with the psychology today. I hope that's okay with you. If not, you may want to find another podcast that best suits uh, your worldview because all of our opinions are based off of our worldview, whatever world you're in, if you're in your own world, you know? That's cool, too. You might want to find another podcast, but I am going to be mixing some of the spirituality with some of the psychology. Okay, so we just pause right here at Genesis 37 um, verses three through four at verse four. Again, it says they could not speak peaceably unto him. The number one modus operandi of a dream killer. Any dream you have, it could be a dream of uh, your body image, dream of finances, uh, anything pertaining to your finances, dream of social life. That's relationships, platonic and romantic. It could be a long-term uh, goals, right? So let's swipe out goals for dreams, okay? Dreams for goals. So it can be a short-term goals. Any any of your goals that you want. Um, it could be uh, breaking bad habits. That's a goal of yours. Um, it could be starting good habits. That's a goal of yours. It could be, um, you know, anything as far as meditating more, whatever your personal goals are um, that works for you and your world the number one modus operandi of a dream killer is that they would never be able to speak to you peaceably. Okay. Now remember at the beginning of this podcast, I stated that we need to know this, especially at the top of the year, everybody's saying new, you know, new year, new me. We got the new year's resolutions going on. You know, we're trying to keep these bad habits, right? We're trying to, uh, you know, cutting off everybody, cutting off toxic people, right? We've been doing this for years and I have a Uh, Sneaky suspicion is a reason why everybody's been cutting off so many toxic people because there's a lot of them, okay. But I digress. Um, so the reason we need to know this is because it's going to be important for you to be able to maximize uh your the people that you want to have around you. This is how you're gonna maximize your potential, become the best uh version of yourself, okay. Um, they cannot speak to you peaceably, right? Even if you're not a Christian, you're like, I'm not I'm not a Christian, okay? I don't identify with the Christians of today, I am, um, partly African American. I'm interracial. Um, but I do, you know, I grew up in African American church and so I don't identify with a lot of, um, them. Okay. I just don't relate. So I don't like that term. Okay. Um, but i do like the principle. So you guys know anyone in your life that they cannot speak to you peaceably. This is whether overtly or, or covertly overtly is, uh, outlandish, uh, Sinister, ridiculous, like verbal abuse. And then covertly is what we would call sneak dissing. These are people, if you say, I'm trying to stop smoking cigarettes. Oh, pfft, the overt one will say, your ass ain't going to be able to do that. And then the sneakier one will say, well, mm, well, we'll see. Right. They try to cast doubt into you. Um, these are people I like to call the prototricks, attricks. Okay. They're betrayers uh, by nature. Um And these type of people, they they daydream about how to, how to irritate and annoy you. So think about this. You're a person, you have goals. Let's say if you want to, you want to, uh, change your body, especially if this is for us women and for men too, right? Men like to be cut and, you know, lean or or You like to have a lot of muscles, you know, um, let's say you want to change your body. You have these goals. You're going to have, uh, the type of people that are, um, dream killers or people that are what we would call haters right or goal uh goal stoppers like to stop your goals or want to stop you um and they can't speak to you peaceably they kind of um they daydream about how to irritate you and how to annoy you so if you're if you're trying to reach your goals and then you have people around you they're trying to irritate and annoy you what is that going to do they're ridiculous um absurd little uh tactics that they like to do which is very juvenile and childish. Mm-hmm. That irritation and that annoyance is going to uh cause a distraction, right? So, we can also call these people distractors. I mean, there's so many AKAs on these people. You know, you can go from uh betrayers to uh you know, dream killers to haters um you know, to you and your mama ugly, whatever you want to say. You know, whatever you want to say. Uh, they they have a different thought process than you because most people, if they have love for you, if they have love for themselves, right? You can't love other people unless you love yourself. They have love of themselves. They are attracted to people that are doing things that are good for them. People who do not love themselves are attracted to people that are not doing things that are good for them, okay? So these type of people you have to watch, okay? They also like to set you up to be disgruntled, to foment animosity. Now think about that. If you're... Uh, let's say if you have romantic goals, you're out there like, girl, I'm about to get back out there on a the dating scene. like me, I've been single for eight years now. Um, that's not toot my own horn. I just had a lot of babies. You know, I had to take care of them. That's just a little personal uh, testimony of mine. But um, I have not just really been interested. I've been trying to cultivate my children and getting the hang of that, and running a household and being a single parent and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to start dating again. Right. You will have people that um, do not want to see you with any type of uh, companionship. You know, with wonderful lovemaking and passionate sex and wonderful uh, dates and laughter and joking and trust and protection. They don't want to see you with that. So they, these these dream killers, these betrayers, these haters, um, these mother, mother, you know, you know the word, finish the rest. These people like to set you up to be disgruntled. They want you to be mad because they're mad. Remember, you cannot love other people unless you love yourself, right? the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's a journey in itself. That's a whole other podcast, right? Um, a journey which I'm on myself. Hopefully you guys will choose to get on that journey, right? It's easy to hate. It's hard to love. So they want you to be disgruntled and mad and and, and foment. They want to they foment and ferment, right? Like if you have wine, right? You crush the grapes and then you want them to sit there and stew and you want the molecular structure of the great to change and you want it to be an intoxicant unto them. You want to be a top they want you to be intoxicated with animosity and anger and I'm upset and I'm disgruntled. They want you to be upset. So that's why they like to daydream and strategize how to annoy and irritate you, right? Um so you can see these are worthless people to have around you. These people are not worthy to be around if you have goals, right? If you're trying to be a millionaire, you're trying to chase your bags, you have to the million trillions and billions and gazillions. Okay, you want all the gold. You you're trying to be on Mansa Musa's level, the richest man that ever lived, right? Okay, or Bill Gates, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you're trying to get on that level, you're trying to uh you're trying to elevate, you're trying to uh stop habits. You cannot have people like this around you because they want you to be full of animosity. They're gonna do anything they can to foment an animosity with you. Okay. Um, they also have a defective conscience. And so these type of people with a defective, that means it doesn't work. You know, we're in a technology age. And so if I have something like, I don't know, a DVD player or um, something like a phone, you know, we love our phones. Right. We love the lurk on people. And on these people like to lurk as well on your social media. When they say they're not worried about you, right? We know that. We know they lurk, 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 right? With fake pages and things of that nature. Um, So if you had a phone and it wasn't working, like, oh my God, my iPhone is just like not working, you know? I paid all this money for this iPhone. Um, It's not working. You know, this is terrible. You will consider it defective. You consider it defective. So they have a defective consciousness. Conscious and consciousness. That means their mindset, how they how they think, how their thoughts, how they emote. Um, it doesn't work correctly. So with people with a defective conscience or consciousness, or like the Bible would like to refer to it as a seared consciousness, um, these type of people will turn on you in a second. So you can never expect loyalty. That's another sign. See how I'm walking you guys through this. Um, you can never, they can't speak peaceably to you. Okay, we got we went over that. Um, they They want to irritate and annoy you. they like to have you disgruntled and to foment animosity and the ferment you know animosity um they have a defective conscious, okay, conscious and consciousness okay, and so with this defective conscious and consciousness uh they'll turn on you in a second, so we've already called them the uh prototrix, uh people, which means betrayer in Latin. these are betraying type of people. And so you cannot expect loyalty out of them, okay? So they're not, their speech to you is not in peace. They don't come in peace. They come in peril. They don't come uh, with calmness. They come with calamity, okay? You got to pay attention, all right? They don't come, you know, cheerful. They come with covetedness. They want what you got and they deserve it, right? Even though they didn't work for it. So these are what you would call, again, haters, the dream killers, okay? So I'm going to keep reading a little bit. Um, we stopped at verse 4 in Genesis 37. Uh, let's go ahead and go to, I, uh, well, I'm going to tell you uh, like a recap. So actually, I'm just going to give you um, the gist of it. You can read it on your own time, Genesis 37, 5 um, through 10. Ten. That's five verses. You guys can read a little bit, you know, download the app or Google it. You know, we Google everything, you know. Don't Google me, though, please. All right, please. I don't like the attention, guys. All right. But you can Google this. You can Google this scripture and it's basically talking about Joseph goes on to tell his brother a dream that he had um, and they were really upset about that. OK, now verse 11 and his brothers, his brother envied him, but his father observed the same. OK, and there we're going to skip. You want to read uh, Genesis 37 verses 12 through seven. 12 through 16, and read that on your own as well, okay? This is basically just to sum it up. Um, you know, his brothers was envious, and so they went down to go feed uh, their flocks, their, their sheep that they had. And then uh, Joseph, of course, being the favorite when he was with his father, you know, hanging out with Israel, hanging out with Is, And uh, he told me, hey, go on down there to see if everything going on good with your brother in the flock, right? You know, and so he went down there, and it wasn't where he thought he was. And he saw a stranger that told them, oh, they went to this place called Dothan, okay? So I'm going to pick up in 37. This is Genesis 37. And the man said, 'They, they departed hence, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan, okay? And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit. And we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what becomes of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into the pit that is in the wilderness. And lay no hand upon him that he might rid, that we might rid him out of our hands to deliver him to the father again. And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren that they stripped Joseph of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. Okay. Then they were past the Midianites' merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph unto Egypt, okay? So I just got done reading uh, Genesis 37, that's verses 17 through 28, okay? We're going to stop right there. You know, I gave you guys a little bit of and just in the other ones. Other scriptures, you can read it on your time. Read the whole whole script, whole chapter about Genesis thirty-seven, and help you out. Okay, so there's a lot of things to unpack here. I don't have that much time because I got other things to do, guys. Um, but I'm just showing you uh, the anatomy of it, right? Um, so it goes to where before he even walks up on them, like he's going down there to do what his father told him to do: go check on the flock, and check on your brother, see if they okay. You have Joseph with this coat, this favor upon him that his father gave him. That loves them more than these people, and he's coming to do what his father told, told him to do. Now, before he even comes upon him, on them, they then want to uh, harm him. Okay, they want to harm him, right? And so uh, they conspire against him, right? So as he's coming up to see how they're doing, uh, he they want to hurt him. So this is this also shows you dream killers. Or uh, haters or people that don't love themselves, they're full of self-hatred, they hate themselves, they hate life, they're disgruntled, they're full of animosity, they foment animosity, right? Uh, They have this misery on the inside, right? And um, the only time that they feel any type of aliveness is when they're like conspiring in groups and stuff like that. Um, It shows you um, that they really don't mean you any well, right? So there are a few places where you can see, actually a lot of places you can see where Joseph made a lot of mistakes, and I'm pretty sure you could probably maybe see yourself on one uh end of the spectrum or the other of this uh story. You might be Joseph's brothers, who knows? You've been envious of someone and you conspired against them and wanted to hurt them, or you could have been Joseph, just just didn't, you know, just thinking, you know, uh blood is thicker than water, that type of thing, right? Um, so there's some naivety in both sides of these, but I'm gonna I will unpack that in another podcast. Um, you will see, not only would they not be able to, to speak to you peaceably, okay. They also don't want any good for you. When if you're coming to see about their well-doing, they want you to be wounded. While you're on your way, right? You're being obedient to see about their well-doing. They want you to be wounded. They want you to be dead. They don't want you to have no, they want you out of here, right? And then you have one in the group saying, No, let's just, you know, just uh sell them, right? Let's sell them out, right? So then you have them where they'll sell you out for money. Um, and so you have this type of thing going on. So now uh, this is a way of them degrading and cheapening you. Oh, I thought you were favorite. Stripped him of his coat. Notice it said that and threw him into a pit. And they said, well, there was, uh, it was empty and had no water. So they don't want you to have anything that will sustain you. They don't want you to have any stability. They're going to come against your stability as well. Okay. All right. So now it's time to mix in a little bit of this um, psychology with the spirituality. Um They like to come at you with immature bakery. You notice they said they threw him into an empty space with no bread, no water. But then they sat down and ate some bread. They'll sit down together in covenant relationships and and commune with one another and and spooch and kiss each other and and all sorts of stuff. uh, While they're eating, while they want you to be uh, dehydrated in, in, in an empty place. Remember, I said their conscience is defective. That's a defective conscience, right? And remember, I told you that according to the psychology, when a person has a defective conscience or consciousness, they'll turn on you in a second. See how fast they turned on them? See how fast that happened? Let's say, oh, no, we're not going to kill them. Let's just sell them out. Let's do that. While they're eating bread, while they threw their brother who was coming to see how they were doing, he wanted well for them, but they wanted to wound him. They wanted to eat why they wanted him to be and thrown down right beneath them into an empty place with no water while they sit there and fill themselves with bread. How arrogant. All right, so um they they had they come at you with this immature bickering and uh they want to bait you into explosive arguments. And they love setting you up. I cannot invent I cannot uh uh say that more. They love setting you up for uh intense animosity, right? Um they have this loud, bellowing, hyper-aggressive type of, uh, you know, tones. Uh, I could have just imagined, come let us sell him to the Israelites. You know, this type of nasty speaking. probably were loud and bellowing and, and cackling and, and hyper-aggressive, right? Um, which, you know, if you're hyper-aggressive and you're like, you know, back in the day, they would call it getting jumped. If you're like hyper-aggressive and you just like five of y'all on one person, um there's a sense of cowardness cowardice there as well okay um they're like nauseous, you know they have this nause it makes you nauseous you know they're they're uh they're awful and very clamorous and vocal and and uh repulsive, you know what i mean um blithering and blathering and yammering you know very loudly um uh, with a lot of disorderly conduct right. Uh, and disturbing the peace see that Um, they're loud and obnoxious and obsessed with uh, control and feel entitled to be a dictator over your life how dare you have a dream uh, and the father love you right even though none of that is your fault they're going to fault you for something that was already that's just how you are they fought you for your existence and how dare you come to see how we're doing we're gonna we're gonna wound you you wished us well but we want to wound you right uh, Wish you well, you understand. And so uh, we want to eat. We want to have company and covenant and eat bread and, and break bread, right? It said they sat down to ate bread in Genesis 37, these nasty brothers here. Um, and they want to break bread, you know, fam, what's up? What's up, kinfolk? What's up? You know, shout all of this type of stuff. And, you know, high-fiving each other loudly and bellowing and uh, laughing and snickering and, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, nastiness they want to be able to break bread while they throw you down beneath them where you belong you know in an empty place with like no water because you just that's what you deserve so it's kind of like they start to take on this god complex where they believe that they're the dictator in your life right um very strange and so they're highly disrespectful high, that's highly that's high key disrespect right there highly disrespectful um um and it's like toxic and uh, very poisonous okay um they have a bellowing demeanor, a uh, very brittle and very thin skin. You know, and they penalize, they penalize you for being agreeable. They just penalize. These are I'm, I'm mixing the psychology with the spirituality. They are penalizing him for being agreeable. They they do malicious smear campaigns, and they're very vicious with morbid fantasies about you. Right? This is psychology. You just saw it right here in Genesis 37. Those are more. We are gonna kill him. Just kill him. We think he is dreaming anything about me. Don't tell me about me. That's not the thing, right? And do you always get agreeance with that. When you have an inferiority complex, there's a lot of agreeance. There's a huge crowd with that, you know. And so, um, with a, uh, their morbid fantasies wanted to kill him. And then instead of killing him, they wanted to sell him. And then they wanted to get them some money and they broke them some bread. and They high fived and they kept it moving, okay? So these type of people are very virulent, very spiteful, spiteful harassment, like you know, um, sadistic even, you know, um, manufacture crisis and like the stir the pots and they're unrelenting, you know, and highly repetitive. They'll repeat the same thing over and over and over again because they want you to agree with them. So uh, obviously, in this in this text, if you read it down, keep reading the next chapter over. Joseph never agreed with them um, just because there's a crowd of people. It could be your family. It could be anybody. Uh, Anybody, you know, it could be your classmates, you know, uh, people on the job. That's a good one. Right. Um, it could even be, unfortunately, and I've experienced this guys, I've had kids with someone that acted, that that garnered people against me like this, um, his family and his, uh, his best friend and stuff like this. Very strange. So, and always remember, they find a lot of agreeance in that. So these, you have to want you want to be careful. You want to be careful with this. It said that they can't speak peaceably to you. Somebody calling you out of your name. And uh, mocking everything that you do, being harassing and nasty, and then they say, "Well, I have goals and I have a dream, and the the Lord has blessed me." they're lying. Those are not people um, that are on the same wavelength as you. Okay, that's the dream killer. You need to get away. Uh, you need to excommunicate them from out of your world. You know, abort them uh, uh, from your from your uh, assignment immediately. OK, I mean, abort, abort, abort. You understand? I mean, get out of there. You understand? So I just wanted to talk to you guys about that. There's the anatomy of dream killers, of uh, haters, or of, um, you know, uh, confused fans. They can be confused. They might be really a fan of yours, may admire you, and then it turns into uh, covetousness and stuff. Um, and that's why mental health is so important. It's important for us to uh, get therapists. It's important for us to have solid people around us if you don't. Um, It's important for you to have some type of meditation or prayer life. You know, this stuff is important as day and age because people are being given over to their own minds. Um, So whatever seems right to them. Right. But they remember they have a defective conscience, so they don't know the difference. You understand? Uh, And whatever they get agreement with with other people, they think that that's the right way to go. Um, So you've got to get rid of these betrayers, guys. And then also you're going to go through a process. I'll talk about this the next podcast um as you know the joseph types right i'm going to use it as an archetype old joe you know joe joe with the bobo whatever if you man or woman um you're going to have to go through a process where you're going to have to literally when they strip you of your coat right we're going to take this off of you and strip them right humiliate you and see the father doesn't love you they thought the favor was in the coat but it wasn't but um that's another story when they strip you you're going to have to also strip yourself of their shameful acts None of that is your fault. I don't take no accountability for nobody's behavior, but mine. Now you notice in the text, you didn't hear nothing. Old Joe wasn't saying nothing. Okay, so I'm gonna leave you with this: the last thing that you would notice, a dream killer, a hater, you know, a harasser, uh, you know, a uh, covetousness, a covetous, uh, a covetous uh, envious or jealous person that's coming against your goals or what you would call, A.K. dreams, right? um, they would do is, is that, um, they don't want you to, uh, say anything. I mean, they're going to speak louder than you, right? They're going to speak louder than you and they're going to be repetitive about it. And they're going to have a lot of agreements with it as well. And so they think the louder that they are bellowing and bickering and and bickering immaturely and, uh, uh, nitpicking and micro uh, managing, which is weird. They can't manage their own minds, uh, micromanaging. They're going to, uh, Speak. They're going to be louder than you, and they may have more, uh, what it would appear to be physically, more uh, people around them that's on their side. So you as a Joseph, you're going to have to be challenged not to say anything. You Notice know, Joseph in the text. You didn't hear him say anything. You didn't hear him. And normally, you know, the text will tell you he cried out. He didn't cry out from the pit. You know why? Because once you coming to do well by people, you was told to do something by your father. You're coming to do well by people to check on their well being. You're looking for them, right? They're not telling you really where they're at, and you find out where they're at, and you go to see if you treat them well. And if they want to wound you, there's no reason to cry out to people about uh, about anything. Like, there's no reason to try to argue with them. Remember, I told you they want to foment animosity. They want you to be mad and irritated and frustrated and and boggled down and beat down and and feeling ugly. And, oh, my God, I'm fat and I ain't got no man. and Nobody want me and he don't want me. They want you to be like that. You understand? Because that's actually how they feel on the inside. Um, So they're going to be louder than you. They're going to be very loud, um, uh, very obnoxious. Uh, They might verbally abuse you. Remember, they can't speak to you peaceably. Right. So if someone can't speak to you peaceably, don't speak to them. Ignore them like the black plague. Okay. It's going to be very hard. Now, of course, you're going to have to vent and it's going to come a time for you to let out a sound that's going to be so loud. When you're going to let this sound out, it's going to be so loud. If you keep reading down. Joseph let out a sound that was so loud. Everybody heard him. Okay. But that's, that's in due time. That's in due time. Okay. So what you do is you, why they stripped you of your coat of many colors because they were jealous because the father does love you more than him, more than them. He just does. Loves you more. Love you the best. It's beautiful. Lovely. Okay? All right? And I'm going to talk about that the next podcast. But when they, um, they're they going to speak louder, they're going to be more obnoxious. They're going to be uh, what they, we would call modern-day bullies. This bullying, um, the bitchiness, the nastiness of it. You're not going to say anything. So I'm going to uh, challenge everybody to uh, keep your mouth closed. Right? And this is not out of intimidation or a fear. Um, it's out of wisdom. Because there's no sense in arguing back with people who would conspire against you in the first place. They have. A, why would you argue with people that have defective conscience? And then people that don't care about your well-being physically or mentally or emotionally. There's really nothing to argue about. You can't argue someone into a conscience. You can't argue someone into having decency and treating you like a human being. Because they don't look at you as that. You understand? Notice they say, here comes that dreamer. Now, here comes our brother. They don't see you as far as like a kins person. They don't, they can't relate to you. You're not that, you're not to them. You're not their kinfolk. They don't relate to you, right? So they're going to be louder than you. They can't relate to any of that. They can't figure you out. And they like to try to sum you up according to your goals. So here come that, that woman that's always uh, saying that she trying to uh, be a good wife. Here come the wife, y'all, right? Or here come that entrepreneur that's always saying she and her bad. Here come the entrepreneur. They actually um, have to minimalize you to a one word, you know, um, type of saying. Like they try to make you like a one dimensional, you know, minimalize you because they, they don't know how to express and explain the type of person that you are. They don't look at you as a can. They don't relate to you. You're not in relationship with them. Um, they look at you as something to be thrown into a pit beneath them um, for having a dream. Um, for having goals, right? Um, And so those are the type of people, if you look at it, they're not really worth to be bothered with when you think about it, okay? So I'm going to admonish you. They're going to be loud. They're going to be proud. They're going to be nasty. They're going to say terrible things. Uh, they're going to kill yourself and all sorts of little nasty stuff. Uh, don't say nothing. Now, if you need to vent, vent. Vent in your house, you know. Only people that's invited in your house should know that, right? So, vent in your house. Vent to your loved ones. If you have a spouse, a boo, a bae, you know, vent to them, right? Um, do some exercise and some yoga. Uh, clean your house up. You know, a lot of times cleaning up or organizing. Don't say nothing. Your sound is scheduled. Your sound is scheduled, okay? Because people like that waste their speech and their time trying to get points across to other broken people that they choose to hang around with and to impress those broken people that they choose to hang around with. While Joseph said nothing. So when they strip you of your coat of many colors, strip yourself of their shameful acts towards you. They threw you in a pit. They threw you away. They didn't want you. They rejected you. They didn't like you. They hated you. They was envious of you. They can't stand you. Who do you think you are? Those type of people. Strip yourself of their shameful acts and their shameful, disgusting, grotesque behavior and sayings against you. And get silent. Allow yourself to be stripped. I know it's hard, but it's kind of like, hey, it's going to be so many lessons in that. Allow yourself to be stripped. Okay? Touch a neighbor say, get naked. All right? Get naked. I mean, all the way down. Get down when they... When they throw you into a pit, lie down in it, okay? And if they do come over to that pit, say, you want to come and lie with me? Come on over here and lie. You want to get down here? You want to get in this pit that you threw me in? You want to get, come on. It's empty down here. Ain't no water over here. I see, oh, I see y'all up there breaking bread after you done threw me into a pit. So that's the only thing you say to them. Do you want to come over here and lie with me? Okay? That's what you say from your pit. You want to come over here and lie with me? You want to come over here? No? Okay, well, then see you later, right? So you're going to have to... Uh, be able to time your verbiage, time your responses. This is going to teach you self-control. It's going to teach you discipline. It's going to teach you where to and where not to put your energy. You never put your energy in these. To me, they're worthless people. To them, they're worthy of each other. And to be around people like that, because to them, that's that's life. You know what I'm saying? Like some people being a hater is life, dog But to people who have goals, it can be some as simplest. As, You know, you want to write 15 minutes a day. You might be on your lunch break. Oh, come on. We used to smoke on our lunch break. And we used to gossip on our lunch break. You're like, no, I'm trying to write. I want to write more. Right? Get away from those people. Are they bad people? Probably not. Not to each other. They bad to you, though. See, so both can be correct. They could be good to some people and terrible to you. Awful. And it don't just have to be one person because Joseph Brothers, it was plural. Several of them. Lots of them. Loads of them. Right? Right? They was cool with each other, conspired with each other against you, right? But then they want you to be left alone in the empty place. So, say nothing. Your verbiage and your sound would be, it's going to be calculated. You're going to have to be quiet. Um, you're going to have to observe more, all right? And I hope that this helped you guys, mixing the spirituality with the psychology, okay? This is Humble Dane. Happy New Year to you guys. I haven't heard, I know you haven't heard from me in a while. I've been busy and getting back on my exercise program, you know, um, I was doing my yoga, of course, but I wanted to add more cardio um, just to kind of get it, you know, get everything healthy, get it right, get it tight. And I have been flirting and flirting around and I'm going to start dating. OK, so those are goals of mine. OK, so if you have people that are hating on that, you know, don't say nothing to them. They're defective and conscious. They cannot speak to you peaceably. So they're not they're not worthy to be spoken to or to be thought of. OK, so just push it out of your mind. You have to forgive those people. Give them over to what they're for. And if they're for drama and conspiring and, you know, jealousy and envy, let them have that. And you just be quiet and go through your process after you've been stripped. Right. Go through your process. If there's been um, they try to they try to project embarrassment and humiliation onto you. Right. To degrade you, to dehumanize you. You're going to go ahead and go through that whole process. And at the end, they'll see. All right. Have a good day.